Good books don't give up all their secrets at once. Stephen King. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And as we promised last episode, this month we are talking all about info dumps and specifically how to avoid them. Avoiding info dumps can be so difficult because you as the author are so excited about the world that you've created, about the magic, about the intrigue, about the characters and their backstories. You're so excited about all of it and you want everybody to know and you just want them to know right away. But from the reader's perspective, that's boring and dreadful. And it's a whole lot of mess to try to slog through to get to the point of the story. I found when I was doing a lot of info dumps before I learned to recognize them, it came from a place of wanting to make sure the information got across. My reader needs to know this. And the solution was patience. What do they need to know right this instant? What can they learn later? What does the character not know that we can actually connect the reader to in a Greek chorus sort of way? It's important to remember that the readers don't usually retain anything given out during an info dump because their eyes just kind of glaze over as they skim through the words. Once they realize that you're just explaining something that they don't particularly care about, they move on to something they do care about. And I did want to define an info dump, which is basically a whole paragraph of telling instead of showing. Or more. That telling has to be done in small doses. We've done an episode a couple years ago about how to tell versus showing whatever the content is. You're inevitably better off doing a showing, especially when it comes to describing things like the world or the character's backstory, how the magic system works, those kind of things. Overall, there needs to be an emotional connection, and it's hard to connect emotionally with a block of text. There needs to be some reason behind the information that we're getting at that moment in time in the story. So let's get into this episode's purpose. In this episode, we are going to be talking about politics. As a former journalist involved in talking to people about politics, I can tell you there is nothing more boring or dreadful than political discussions. Politics are one of those things that you might have spent a lot of time figuring out how the governmental system works, which great, good for you, Definitely think that through, but the reader doesn't necessarily need to know it all, especially right away. Most of the people that I see fall into this trap are writing dystopian novels of some kind because you have to know how the 12 districts work in order to understand how the Hunger Games work in order to understand the story. It's very easy to just go word vomit. When it comes to explaining your world, explaining the history, the politics, the governmental structure, you have to remember the heart of politics is philosophy. Your government will explain a lot about the world culture. Who is responsible for the individual's well-being is at the heart of what a government or political structure entails. 
That sort of information is important for your readers to understand if you're writing a story that involves government. You don't need an info dump to give a quick introduction to your government. All you need is to include something as simple as who's the leader? Are they a president? Are they a king? Are they an emperor? Or is it run by a senate? Just dropping that word gives us an immediate flavor of the entire government and how all of that works. Because if they're an emperor, they conquered other lands, possibly the one that we're in currently. Tying back to the philosophy, all you need to do is have one character tell another, well, the king would disagree. That's all that's needed to explain the structure of the government, the base structure. If that's all that's needed in your story, perfect. You don't need an info dump explaining how the king came into power or what sort of structure he has to support him. Okay, there's a king, which means there's a monarchy, which means I can assume probably something similar to an English hierarchy system. And then as it becomes relevant, you can reveal different facets of the political structure. Another thing to keep in mind about politics is everyone has an opinion. You're not only revealing about the character, but you're revealing about the political system. These political structures and hierarchies that you have going on between the characters can be conveyed through opinion, which does double duty for you as an author and communicating information. That means that you don't have to info dump. You can give one character a particularly verbose opinion on politics, and they can explain things about the world and then give their opinion about it. Obviously, you don't want them to go on to full-length paragraphs unless it's very, very relevant. Someone will cut them off. And often someone with an opposing opinion. But it's an opportunity for you to explain through a character's point of view. Now, remember, people are also wrong. You can have a little bit of fun with this, introducing two people that have different views on the government, so there's good and bad. I did want to put a little footnote in there that people will argue about politics, absolutely, but politics is also a huge uniter of groups of people. This often is why flags exist. In the area where we live, it's pretty easy to tell that people are a part of a certain group because they put the state of Jefferson flags on their vehicles, or they wear the hats, or they fly the flags. State of Jefferson obviously doesn't exist, but it's a political movement that they want to create. And that tells us everything we need to know about the driver of that truck. Absolutely. Overall, your best bet in avoiding the info dump when it comes to political discussions to the political structure of your story is to wait as long as possible to bring it up and then make it a conversation between characters. Everyone has strong opinions about philosophy and politics. Even if they're anarchists and say, I hate all government, blah, 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 blah they still have very strong opinions about government. That's a strong opinion. Hating it is a strong opinion. You can make it an argument so that your reader can experience the emotions behind the reasoning of explaining the situation within the world. Another thing to keep in mind is when you're explaining, especially through dialogue, no one's opinion is going to change. They're pretty set in their ways, especially if another person presents a very logical explanation. You might have an incredibly emotionally mature person who might look at the opinion differently, 
But the argument's not going to change anything front to back. Another thing to keep in mind is that people learned their politics from other people. They can be wrong about it. But it also means they have an emotional connection to their beliefs. If you insult my political party, which I don't have one, but theoretically, if you insult my political party, you are insulting my family as well, because they are also who I was taught by and everything. Obviously, this is not a 100% accurate thing. People do sway from what they were taught. But it's a good thing to remember is if they have this particular belief, they have friends or family or personal connections within that belief system. And a lot of it's not even conscious. It's a, this is how I was raised. This is how I understand philosophy. This is how I understand right and wrong. Therefore, it presents as politics. And that just means that the discussion will be heated unless you have two very logical people. And there is going to be a touch of the unreliable narrator. Neither side is going to be 100% right. So if you're doing a safety versus freedom type political argument where you've got this dichotomy between the two, then both sides have a good and a bad to it. It's the government's job to protect the people, but it's also an individual's job to protect themselves and the freedom's more important or the safety's more important. This is a common discussion people will have in politics that you can also have in your story. It's also a good idea to have two people on the same side of the overall fight, but on different sides politically. At that point, it transcends just the politics and becomes about right and wrong. It becomes about something that your readers can align themselves to. And also remember, when it comes to politics, all sides are going to be corrupt in some way because people suck. That's just human nature. People will get into even the most noble of professions for the least noble of reasons. Politics is by far no exception. I know personally world building is such a fun part of my story. It can be fun to create a world from nothing. But remember, they don't need to know everything that you've created. They don't want to know everything that you've created in one massive paragraph at the beginning of your story. Sprinkle it out throughout the whole thing. And then use your editing as a good chance to remember to take out all of that. That's the process I'm going through right now, is removing all of the unnecessary world building that I've talked about, especially regards to politics in my story. Just taking it out because it doesn't actually belong there. I'm excited about it, but it doesn't belong. Let your story be about the human experience. Something intimate, something personal that your readers can relate to and something you can relate to. A question that you are asking yourself. Let it be explored through the politics in your story instead of here's a homework assignment for your readers. But that philosophical question you're asking yourself can only be answered if you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 